I'm Zach Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where I've been playing Roblox Survivor for three days straight. Oh, no. Wish I was joking. Oh, but, uh, oh no. <laughs> no, I'm a dick. I remember you were... I'm a You're playing it with, with Jay. It's a great thing. And that and that was fun. And we did that for one night. Uh but then, you know, people were busy and you know, Jay was going to Tennessee. So then I just started playing by myself with random people. Oh no. And uh probably the weirdest encounter I've had so far is, you know, base survivor. You you want to try to form some alliances, getting some voting blocks together. And you can DM mm-hmm. people on Roblox. And so, like, I, I did this uh this this random character called Funtime Foxy or whatever. Uh, I'm like, yo, we should we should vote together. Uh, and she didn't realize that like there was a DM thing, so all her responses would be in a public chat, which meant that anytime oh. I was trying to do something, she would just repeat it back, and then they all realized that and, and voted me out immediately. Uh, That's funny. Which. Is funny, but the but the but the weird part came when uh once you're eliminated you can hang out in like this little lobby or whatever. And apparently her sister was in that lobby and she was like, Oh bro, do you like her? I'm like, fucking no. <laughs> play, oh no. I'm trying to play <laughs> Roblox Survivor <laughs> and she doesn't know how to DM people back and forth. But all she viewed it as was, Oh, oh, you're trying to hit on my sister, bro? What's up with that? I'm like, I'm a I'm a 22 year old man playing Roblox Survivor. And this is this is, this is what happens to me. This is what I'm trying happens. to win the fucking game. I'm trying to go hard in the paint, and all you want is a fucking Roblox e boy. All right, I'm tired. It's really mad. Tired. It's really mad about Sick and that. Tired. That's really funny. But uh, cool. Welcome to the podcast, everybody, where we're not talking about Roblox, and instead. Damn. Going back to our favorite segment, your week on YouTube. Trademark. You love to see Trademark. it. You do love to see it. I, I do got to say, though, before we talk about that, I have something very serious mm-hmm. to bring to your attention. Oh. Um, our sponsor today is Awesome Creator Academy with the YouTube Starter Kit. If you're starting on YouTube and you got a little money to throw around, uh, check out the YouTube Starter Kit. For only $99, you get $1,500 worth of value. Dozens of downloads from advanced channel thumbnails, channel thumbnail artwork, lower cards in thirds, royalty-free background fonts, music, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes. In doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. Wow. That was pretty serious. Um, That kind of reminds me of these allegations I saw on Twitter about a, a YouTuber I watch. Well, let me see if I can pull it up here. Oh, oh no. here it is. Um, but of course, if you don't have $100 and you still want to support this podcast, you can become a supporter on Anchor at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. While we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain a consistent weird. I don't see the the call out in this post. Uh, might have might have misread that. Sorry about that. Mm. Um, but hey, you know we got we got an ad read in there instead, which is which is equally as dramatic, I think. And important, you yeah. know, pay the bills. Yeah, 
I uh, I knew you were going for that joke, but like mm-hmm. there were there was like a small part of me was like, oh no, is he gonna bring up random YouTube drama? Something? I was like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, another YouTube drama podcast. Here we go, boys. So here here's the thing about this bit is like we're each gonna keep coming up with weird ways to read this, but then one of us mm-hmm. halfway through is gonna be like, bro, what the fuck, and just stop. The, the bit <laughs> and for five minutes we'll just talk about it and then like forget to read the other half so i'm 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 wondering when that day will come but for now i'm glad we're we're in harmony still we're, we're still getting to the point here with ads i'll get i'll get a text message halfway through the ad read that's gonna be like your dog just got ran over by a car yeah be like bro what the fuck <laughs> the, the wild thing is i don't even have a dog so you it's don't. gonna be really wild you don't even have a dog <laughs> It's going to be really wild. I'm like, bro, where'd the dog come from? This isn't my animal. Where did he come from? I'm still going to be sad, though. So, you know. I mean, dogs are cute. I got no issue. I agree. With dogs. More of a dog person than a cat person, so. That's fair. That's tend, fair. To, tend to be how I roll. Yeah. Well, I, I also am curious as far as how you roll. How did you roll with the with the YouTube shit you're saying? You're, you're weak on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a good segue. How, how, how is that? That's a real good segue. Uh, well, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, March is quickly becoming the month of nothing. Um, oh no! In the in the Blue Catch Productions sphere, still no video, still no inspiration to really do a said video. I got a list Uh-oh. of things, and uh, nothing's coming to mind. Not really feeling anything. Uh, that's not to say I'm doing nothing on YouTube in particular, working on a bit of a, a project with someone else that won't be around okay. for a couple of months, but could be kind of interesting. LHG stuff still coming out. Got Celeste going three episodes into that. Plague Night three episodes into that. Uh, and then we've been doing YouTube podcasts, Twitch streams, stream some Mario Kart Wii not too long ago. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. Still got one more stream left of that. And I can finally go back to just tackling some good old-fashioned Minecraft for 12 hours on end. Looking forward. Mm. Looking forward mm. to that shit. Uh, and then I forgot to do it. Fuck, I forgot to do it ain't on Anchor yesterday. I'm like, oh, it's not Monday. And then I look at the calendar, and it's Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder. I, I missed I Monday. I did not upload <laughs> said podcast on Monday. Um... But yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm trying to figure out like why I'm in like a weird creative funk and I keep giving guesses and reasons uh, on this year week on YouTube segment, but really like, I don't know what the fuck it is, if I'm being honest. It's the first time in a while though, because like last year you felt pretty solid with a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, you took your February break and I guess it's just like a... You got a little lull right now, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like it happens. It happens to all of us. So I get it. I mean, I've had plenty of those myself. I mean, I, I, um, I still be watching yeah. YouTube. I still get inspired. I still fuck around with, with sets and DaVinci Resolve is getting better and better. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm still doing creative things. It's a. Uh, it's just the blue couch production stuff where where it's just like oh, man I don't I don't know what I want to do I don't I don't know mm-hmm. what what I want to tackle and uh, 
it's hard at the same time because, you know, Jay's been growing recently and you're doing the short shit and all your different projects and stuff. So, like, I feel like this is a good time to really get in and, and do something without being, like, burdened down by, a mm-hmm. like, a series or something. But it's just, just head empty, bro. Just head empty. That's fair. It, um, it, it's It's tough with us because we do have so many, like, different projects going on usually to where... You'll feel good with one thing, but then, like, three other things you're not feeling good with. Um, and that's that's the tough part. Or you'll feel good with three things, and then you have your one big thing that you're not feeling good about. So, like, it's, it's, it's a little rough. It's a little rough to, like, bounce back from that. But I'm sure you will. Like, I, I, again, completely get where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll come back for sure. It'll just be a... Probably be one of those things where as soon as I get even a remote idea for something, I'm going to just make a video in like one day and just, just post it. Just have something out in March type of thing. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm guessing this is going. That's what I'm guessing will happen. It's just I'll, I'll get a thing where it's like March 26th or whatever. Fucking, we're recording this on the 24th. Break the illusion here. Uh, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I'll just, you know, I want to do thing. And then I do thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Neat. There we go. Um, I'd say the closest thing that I'd have, like, actually finished is a new comedy EP. Kind of, uh, oh, okay. almost cool. done. Got seven tracks. Trying to work on the eighth. Not sure if I want it to be a more serious one or comedic in value. But, uh, I really like the other seven songs. And that'll be cool, cool. to kind of post that and get a little recharge from that. Because I still vastly enjoy doing anything on the on the comedy music spectrum. It's really fun. It's fun. I need to get back to it. I just really only like doing it when I really have like ideas. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm like I'm empty on that front right now. <laughs> Completely. But uh that'll be cool. That'll be really cool. Heck yeah. But that's pretty much it as far as how I'd be rolling on YouTube. Hell yeah. Maybe next Hell week yeah. it might be some some more interesting. Who knows? I said that last week. Don't 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 think I'm actually hyping <laughs> anything up when I say that. This is just mainly a bit for me than it is this no, for you. So. But Zach, how have you been rolling on the YouTube platform? It is uh it's one of the weirdest times on YouTube for me in in, in arguably a couple years. Um I have so I'm working on a new Yorbity Nerd episode, right? Like it's it's in the process. I finally threw it in the editor earlier and did a rough cut. So, like, that's pretty epic. Um, but it's still going to take, like, a couple of weeks probably to get the whole video done unless I, like, power through one day when I have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, on the other side of things, I, um, I'm i streaming, like, on a schedule. You are, which is, yeah. Which is weird. But it's cool. Like, I'm really excited about it. I've talked about multiple times. I think the one thing that like was stopping me from streaming often was not having a schedule. So I finally like found a schedule that I can do and that works. And I'm streaming Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday from noon to five. And it's like, I, I've, I've done like six streams since, since I started that. So that's really cool. I agree. Um, 
I was like originally going to do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. And then I did a Monday and then it got to be Friday and I was too busy with client work. And then it got to be Friday or, you know, Wednesday and Friday were both like super busy. And I realized the way that my work ends up balancing out is that a lot of things are due in the middle or the end of the week. And so that Sunday, that Tuesday and that Thursday are really my best days to like do anything, um, streaming or personally like personal projects or anything like that. So that's what I've kind of focused on. Um, and, uh, the streams have been going well. I've been playing a lot of different games, kind of trying to get a little variety going, uh, with, with Pokemon blue being my main game at the moment, which is, which is something it's, it's, <laughs> it's a game. I'll tell you. Um, but then I've also been like taking those VODs, putting them on the Zack Snyder plays channel, excuse me, which, uh, which is pretty funny because that channel's just got daily content right now for the next two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Without me like really trying, the the only like difficult part is like making the thumbnails, but those are kind of fun in their own rights. Um, so like got more gaming content out in the past month than I have in like the last year and a half to two years, so that's cool. Um, the other side of things though is my uh, is, is is YouTube, right? Like the main the main show, your everyday nerd. One of the things that I was kind of looking into was um my viewer retention on videos and i found out with like every episode of your everyday nerd uh people cut off like 60 percent to 80 percent of the viewers cut off after like the first 10 seconds wow it's not good it's it's not it's not good and so i'm like you know what's what's the common theme here i have an intro at the end of every single episode and we've talked about intros before and how you shouldn't have them, how they can be bad. Um, but like my thought process was 99% of intros are awful because it's they're all the same. There's some kind of 3D text. You got some annoying music, whatever. So like I filmed an intro and made it like my own thing, had some jazz music because I like jazz. Uh, and and uh, it's still like people are cutting off on it. And I've had it for the last like, think like 70 episodes a long so, time a long time yeah yeah so the next video that i put out i'm gonna experiment with a different intro uh not being a full like you know like intro kind of thing it's just gonna be me saying something and you know more very specific intro to the video rather than a branded intro for the show i get you it um it kind of sucks because I still like that intro a lot and I'd love to keep it, but the data is very clearly telling me to get rid of it. So I was asking gonna do. earlier when you had sent in the DMs and I don't remember if I got a response or if you had it and I, I just forgot, but like, is it, is it a thing that's like dependent on, on seasons? So like there's, there's been a lot of variations of that in intro over the years. Is there one that like, does better or does worse or like are they all basically no matter what kind of intro i put that it's all a drop off they're all basically the same um so for those that don't know what my my current intro has been um has been like i've got like the zoom in onto my shelf you get to see some of the shit that's on there uh mainly i want to focus on the fact that i have superman 64 and a nintendo 64 cartridge on there because uh, i think it's funny i have like some music a little thing pops up and tells you what episode number is. 
and then I go to me in front of the shelf, I usually have some kind of gag, and then I break away from that. Um, I've been doing that format since the beginning, uh, or since I think like halfway through season two. Originally, the the way the episode would just start was I would be on the in front of the shelf and I would have a gag and go from there. So those videos don't seem to. It, it it's weird because those original videos aren't particularly good anyways. So no. I could see why people would cut off really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. I mean, I'm talking about my Titan season two video, which has like 600 plus views and has had like a pretty decent amount of watch time overall. I'm still getting a big drop off at the beginning of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's time to time to change things a little bit. As far as the, I, I have a little tag in there where I go, are you an everyday nerd? So hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications. So you don't miss the next video. Uh, that will stay. Cause I'm not getting a drop off there, which is funny. Cause you would think that would be where the drop off is. Uh, but that's fine. And I think the, the, the more updated version of that looks a lot better than it used to be anyways. I agree. So, you know, that's good. Uh, but the way I start videos out, I just got to do a better job at it. It's, it's, it's a thing where like, I'm sure for, for most people, even if it's a really good video, just the more numbers you have, there is going to be like a significant drop off at the start. But usually Mm -hmm. from what I gather, that's like only a minute or two minutes in and not the severe version that you're describing where it's like, they can't even get through 30 seconds. And yeah, people have a short Mm -hmm. attention span. Uh, My videos work a lot of the same way, but like, you know, typically you want to try to at least make sure that it's, that it's not something that, that actively harms versus just people clicking off because they want to click off. Right. Being able to distinguish right. that. My, my theory is that the music is like too loud and blaring and like it's jazz, but it's pretty like frantic jazz music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my guess. So people heard that and was just like, Oh, this is way too loud. I don't want to go to this. Or maybe the quality of the video just isn't super good for that. That that the the part that I filmed for it, so maybe people are cutting off because they don't know what to expect. Um, so I really need to like, it, it's that like first impressions thing, right? Like you have to have a good first impression in the beginning of a video, um, and then go from there. So I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, but I think that's one of the things that could be holding me back. Uh, other than that, I've been. Reading this YouTube formula book I told you about. By Daryl Eaves. By Daryl Eaves. I'm currently uh, 120 pages in. Okay. Fuck so it up. Made a, made a pretty big dent. The The first part of the book, there's three. it's set into three parts. So the first part is about like kind of why you should do YouTube. Or, or rather, no, the first part is just talking about YouTube as a platform. So, like, it talks about a little bit of the history about around it. it talks about how there are multiple YouTube algorithms rather than just having one algorithm. Um, and then it kind of breaks down the algorithm a little bit. Uh, the second part talks about the opportunity. So, this is where you get a lot of those case studies of this person was owned a business and they use YouTube to make a shit ton of money. 
or this person was a family vlogger and this is how they made a shit ton of money. That kind of thing. The third part, though, the part that I'm the most interested in, it's, it's called the YouTube formula, which is what the, the book is named. So, you know, got to get 100 pages in before you get to that. But, uh, you know, it's fine because I did still learn a couple of things from the first two parts. And this third part is really cool because at the end of each chapter, there's like an action exercise, like a thing that you can do for your YouTube channel. Homework? homework youtube homework and so i'm planning on doing these and i thought it'd be cool if i introduced them to you as well and we both try to do them and then in like two to three weeks we come back and we talk about what we learned from it okay what's the first one then load load us up what's the the first first one daryl eve's homework challenge to you yeah (laughs) first one is we got three tasks they're pretty small okay first one is write out your first line your goal and put it somewhere where you'll see it daily. Don't lose sight of why you're creating, especially in the hard times. So write down a goal. Put it somewhere where you can see it. Okay. That's pretty easy. Uh, task number two. If you have content on YouTube, go to your real-time analytics and look through your top performing videos. Write down the videos that are getting more hard. Write down the ones that are more than six months old that are still bringing in the most traffic in the past 48 hours. Interesting. So we're talking about like, you might have a video you put out two years ago, but it's still getting views within the last 48 hours. Find the the most performing videos there. And then task three is plan, create and upload a video about the same topic as one of those on the list you made. So that's obviously the hardest one here. Making the video. video. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I feel like that's a pretty good, like, um, you know, I look at my analytics all the time. We've talked about this before, but like there are tons of, of like videos that have done well for me that I know if I did another video surrounding a similar topic that it'll do well. Um, so this just kind of tells me, okay, just go fucking do it then, you dummy. You <laughs> like, dumb, dumb, idiot head. So I thought that would be pretty interesting. So that's, that's what I plan on doing over the next, um, the next few weeks, I got one other video that I'm already in the middle of making that I want to put out first. Right, right. But then after that, like I'm either making a Dark Souls related video, a Seinfeld related video, or an old Japanese film related video, or Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo is another one. So, one that of those works. topics, I'm gonna end up making soon. Yeah, I'll I'll try that out since uh you know cool. got my schedule free. Don't really have anything uh, off the top of my list. I'll just go back and and look through it. And as far as the first one's concerned, I've been meaning to put up a this whiteboard, a like, vision board. I just have a whiteboard that my granddad had. And yeah, I'm like, yo, I need to hang this bitch up, but I don't know how to do it because I'm inept at hardware stuff. <laughs> but I'm thinking. If if there are, if I were gonna put something like that on there, a little a little whiteboard like that might be helpful. So, mm-hmm. and then the second thing I can just do in like two minutes. That that takes no time. Yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, that's the really, the really easy part. I will say because I know some people are probably wondering what what is the YouTube algorithm or what is the YouTube formula, um, and like obviously there's more than just a couple of things that I can mention really quickly, and I still have half the book to read. 
But uh, the main gist of it, the main like four word formula is to try, fail, analyze, and adjust. Which makes sense. Yeah, I get that. You know, try something, fail until you get it right. Figure out what worked and what didn't work and then adjust from there. We do a yeah. lot of the uh, of the first two. Do a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Step three and four is a little bit more like out outside our realm, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of analyzing. It's the adjustment part. That's mm. the, uh, the hard part. Um, you know. There's some other things like I could definitely mention at some point, but like things like um, satisfaction signals, the things that, that YouTube is really looking for for every video, how many people liked or disliked the video, how many comments it got, uh, how, watch time, all that kind of stuff. Uh, one thing I thought was really interesting was the Google preferred status, which I, you've heard of this, right? Right. You've talked yeah, about so, it before, I think. Right, there's this, uh, it, it used to be just a theory, but it's like set in stone, factual. There is a Google preferred status for like the top, like 1% of YouTubers. Um, Google gives them kind of the top tier of ads that are out there. And uh, they, they base it off of what is called a P score. So it's like the five P's, popularity, platform, passion, protection and production so it, it, even if you're not google preferred status uh mr daryl eaves recommends to still keep these things in mind because the more popular the uh the more that you're passionate about something the more people are watching on certain platforms like tvs or phones compared to computers apparently that's important for some reason hmm. um the more you're protected, the more you're like you're you're following all the rules and you're not doing anything that would be edgy or anything. And then your production, the better your production is, um, the 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 higher chance your videos will succeed. And I think that's just kind of common sense. But it's it's cool to have those like those five things um, put together. I guess no, that shit's super interesting. That's yeah. uh, I, I've heard it mentioned before, but never really knew like the factors that went into that. Same, same. So it's really cool to get like a, a flat out like easy definition. It'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to you want to boost that up? There you go. Kind of like um, kind of like what we've talked about before on the podcast of like even if you're not at a point where you are monetizable or big, that doesn't mean you can't start putting into practice things that bigger YouTubers do. And pretend like right. you're already there, type of thing. Not like a exactly. fake it till you make it thing, but like taking a successful mindset and strategy and employing it regardless of size. Well, it's like there's there's a decent amount of YouTubers that came from the traditional TV route, and so they made TV shows or movies or something, and now they're coming and making YouTube videos. It's like obviously they have a lot of experience, where a lot of people might not have. And so they're going to go into YouTube with a much higher production value. Um, and, and so as long as they keep, keep in mind those other, those other things, like they'll probably do really well. Right. So if you can, you know, go in on the right foot after you've kind of fumbled around a little bit, you'll, you'll, you'll end up doing better. I figured out recently, and this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but it, it sort of applies here that, uh, the AVGN. Right. 
when yeah. he was making a lot of those early videos. And I thought, man, these look exceptionally well. Uh, to the point where I didn't see anybody like match that in terms of quality up until like the HD era, right? Right. Like for a period of time, his videos were the best looking. And I always wondered like, what camera did he use? Or how did he get them looking this good or whatever? And so I found a video of all the of all the cameras he used basically. And it's like, all right, VHS camera, little handheld thing, yada, yada, yada. And then eventually it becomes like these big cinema rigs. And I'm like, how mm. on earth did you have like a cinema camera in 2006 <laughs> and was able just to, to film that and put it to YouTube? And he basically says like, yeah, I went to college for that and took out a giant student loan, ma- meaning to use it for schoolwork. And then like once his oh. four years were up, he just had that camera and just decided I'm a film YouTube stuff with this since I was already making movies. <laughs> he just used what yeah. he had. And I'm like that's kind of genius. That's kind of actually, because ge- nobody would have money to afford a, a camera right, like right. that. Those are and I, looked, I looked up the price. They're still expensive. Like they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a really smart way of, of like going about it, of being like, yo, I'm, I'm already using this shit for something else. And I'm, I'm paying back that loan money regardless from school. I might <laughs> as well get some, get some extra benefit use out of it. And, and that was the reason why a lot of his videos look so good for 2006, 2007. That makes a lot of sense. I, uh, when I was in college, my, my blue Yeti broke. And, uh, before I could like have the money to like buy a new one, I just like borrowed one of the microphones that was at my school. Cause I was in the music department. And so they had a bunch of them laying around. So I was able to just borrow one. And, uh, it's the same kind of microphone that I have now because I just ended up buying the same one. After the so fact? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too expensive. It was like 200 for it. So I was like, that works. I'll get it. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But that but that kind of ties back into like the whole the whole production angle of it. It's a lot of, a lot of YouTubers like, sure, some people like have no idea what they're doing and have to work their way up in terms of equipment. But like... If you already have an eye for it and you've already kind of done some of that shit before, being able to to start off on that foot is like a huge advantage compared to someone like you or me who were just like made videos off of a webcam and a laptop (laughs) for several years and then wondered why nobody watched it. I I think the biggest takeaway for, for this discussion right here is to use your advantages and you may not have an advantage where you can go get a big camera or a microphone or equipment to make your production really well, but you may have experience with theater or public speaking. Like that's a big advantage on YouTube. A lot of people envy you because you can speak in front of a bunch of people. Bring that personality to the camera. Or if you're like a really good writer, you know, you write really well in, in English class, you have the best essays, you get A pluses, like you could be making some banging scripts. That's a really good advantage. So bring bring any kind of advantages that you have to the table. Some people are naturally gifted in certain ways. And I think what's cool about YouTube is on one hand, you do have to wear a bunch of hats. You have to bring in a lot of different performing arts to make a really solid video. But usually people have their strengths. And those strengths are what people use to, to get to the top. The channels that I see succeed the quickest from literal nothing is that they're good at one particular skill that they already worked on in college or school or whatever or as a hobby 
And then they're mm-hmm. like, cool, I'm going to go teach it on YouTube now. And then they do that. Yeah. And then they get yeah. like 800K subs because nobody else is doing that. So it's like, and I mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. Pixel art, mm-hmm. cooking a particular way, outdoor survival skills. You're the guy who knows about every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode, coin collecting, <laughs> knives, like shit that you wouldn't think anybody would give a rat's ass about. But like, you know, in the back of your head more than anybody else, that shit's useful. That shit's really useful for topics, for ideas. And if you do that type of thing well enough and continue to do it better than anybody then yeah, that's the easiest way to find a niche and the easiest way to succeed is, is taking a skill or a passion or a hobby that you know particularly well and doing something with it. Right, because you're passionate about it. Yep. And that's ultimately the most important thing with any of these things. And I think it's also cool. I mean, if you look at like people that made chess videos like a year and a half ago, they were, they were kind of, you know, on the top in their niche. And then... Once that show, The Queen's Gambit, got popular on Netflix and people were looking for chess-related shit, like, some of these top channels blew the fuck up. Agreed. It was was insane. Same thing with these, like, lifelong Pokemon card channels that have been kicking around since 2012. Yeah, right. And they finally got their their huge break because now people are interested in that again. That's why all these crypto channels blew up, all these Mm -hmm. left-wing politics channels. Like, you know, there's so many of them. There's so many of them. Yeah. PC building, yeah. like it, it, it's if it's a niche that people are are looking up, then yeah, chances are it's gonna do well. The problem, like me and Zach run into a lot, is like, cool, I could pick eight of those, and then we do eight of them, yeah, and not one. Yeah, <laughs> that is, um, I've I've kind of like I've been trying to think of what my what my biggest passions are. And, it, and it's tough because I genuinely, like, I can pick up a bunch of books and genuinely enjoy reading them. I can pick up a lot of movies and genuinely enjoy watching them. Same thing goes with music, video games, TV shows. Like, there's so many different things that I could just do and be happy with. Um, and so it's tough to, like, figure out the one thing that maybe I know just a little bit more than other people and then go with that. And I can't, I can't figure it out. Like I'm still, I'm too much jack of jack of all trades, master and none thing. type thing. Yeah. And the advice yeah. that and you usually mean, gave was like, okay, well, if you do everything, then make a show out of it, right? And, and that's still, right, that, right. That's still good advice, and I think that that's still smart. But like, if you can make a show about a thing, like one thing, then yeah, you're gonna have an easier time than someone like a like a me or a Zach, who who have mm. the show, but that also. F- like fits into a bunch of different categories believe it or not like media review and movie review are not niches they're like still very mm-hmm. much broad categories um at yeah, least yeah, on yeah. youtube even if i even if i pick movies it would still be better for me to pick new movies or vintage movies or foreign films or horror or you know a very specific genre that would be my hell, just trying to like figure out the specific genre. And look, I would like as much as we, you know, sometimes dunk on on the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Chandler, who who looks like he just does a bunch of random stuff. Like, no, there's a theme. He picks popular shit, right? Like mm-hmm. superheroes, well, Star superhero Wars, stuff. nerdy shit. Like, you know, there's a theme to all of that. Sure, occasionally 
he'll review this weird foreign film or, or best picture nom, but those videos bomb for a reason. Like yeah. people really yeah. only come to him for a few specific things and uh, he kills it. He kills it on that. I, I think what I've kind of thought about in terms of the topics that I'm going to cover on Yen for a while is not only ones that I know will do well because past videos have done well, but like things that I absolutely 100% want to make a video on it very soon. So like I could make a video about the entire MCU. Arguably I should at some point. I don't have to do that now. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for it. There's like absolutely no reason. Not only is the video probably not going to do that well anyways because I'm a small channel t- talking about a, a popular thing but like I, I don't i don't care that much about the mcu right and the same thing goes with a bunch of other things that i've like wrote down on a list of i could make a video on this meanwhile i find it way more interesting to actually get through a lot of the disney animated films or to talk about um the pokemon games and generations which is one thing i'm trying to do or Lord of the Rings, because I'm still reading those books, and I'd like to actually like watch the movies and make a video on that. Like, and, and there's even like more niche topics that I'm interested in, you know. So it's I'm just trying to figure out the right topics for me, rather than just picking out whatever I could do. And I don't think like there's anything wrong with just experimentation. I think especially if you're just starting and you have no idea and you like don't even really know what running a YouTube channel is like, then yeah, if, mm. if all it takes is for you to get a video out week to week is to cover random shit, then cover that random shit, bro. Like, build that skill set, build that knowledge, find out if you want to do it, that type of stuff. And as you continue along in your first and second year, hopefully by then you'll you'll kind of find a bit of a rhythm in, in what works for you. Um, yeah. So it's not sure. like experimentation is a bad thing. And, and bigger YouTubers who are already established do it all the time and are able to pivot on a whim. Um, so I, it works for them too. But like, you got to you gotta be at a point where you can pivot, where you've already built up a backlog and built that trust and, and made a name for yourself and then, and then kind of pivot. You can't really do that when nobody cares. Um, right, right, for sure. So it's, it's a for bit sure. tougher. I agree. So, a lot of good conversations today, though. Heck yeah. This was, this was cool. I've still got plenty of other little YouTube secrets that I can bring to the podcast, but we'll, I'll, I'll bring out other ones in the next episode where, so we're not, like, being overbearing with, with shit that's interesting. Because <laughs> I feel well, like this could be an hour and a half long easily. We'll save Daddy Daryl in the back for, uh, yeah. for another time. For another Daddy Daryl segment. But do, um, before we read our comment, I, I do want to say, like, if you guys are interested, do that action exercise I mentioned. Write down a goal, put it in front of you so you can see it every day. Go check your analytics, see which videos that there are the older ones that are still doing well on a 48-hour basis. And then pick one of those topics, make a new video, and let us know how it works. Because that could be epic. Heck yeah. I'd love to read some comments of anybody who uh, who follows through on that. Me too. Speaking of comments, though, we got one <laughs> right here. Wow. Oh, shit. It's my man. You do. The myth, the legend, the Max Minton. 
He always changes accounts, I feel like. You never you never get sure. a comment from the same account back to back. He always flip flops. So uh Yeah, some episodes we have one from each account, which is really funny. Which is also hilarious. Uh I, I fuck with that heavily. But we got <laughs> a comment from Max on episode 73. Is Twitch stealing your personal data? <laughs> Lovely title. Great Lovely. title. Lovely little title. The emote really adds to it, I think. <laughs> yeah. a shocked face. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. But uh, he, he writes this comment that says, The issue with buying a cheap activation key is that you could be giving an unknown third party access to your drive when it's online despite using a VPN. And yeah, most <gasps> certainly. There's a lot of uh, shitty ones out there. Which is why I That's true. would recommend doing a little bit of doing a little bit of research, making sure who you're buying it from is uh you know, a well regarded brand. Uh if you can find it like on a on a YouTube tutorial from a pretty regular sized channel, like that probably give you the idea that like it's probably fine. But do your research, right? Don't just go download more RAM. And uh, watch your computer blue screen, like you know, make that call. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like cooking, Mama. They gonna start bit mining, bro. Apparently, like <laughs> all that shit was fake, according to Scott. Like I don't, according to Mister Scott the Wise, it's fake. And I'm like, that's kind of sad. I wished it was real. Was real. Because now it's but just yeah. like a trash cooking Mama game, which is kind of upsetting. Yeah, I wanted my Nintendo Switch to. To, uh, mine Bitcoin for a, for a company. Oh well, but here we are. Thank you for the comment. Maybe next though. time. Yeah, yeah. As always, please guys feel free to leave comments. Email us at another yt podcast at gmail We are open to anything. anything. Suggestions, comments, questions, sexual fate. No, maybe not that one. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe keep maybe that one in your own personal drive. Although, if you have a if you have a picture of Daryl Eves that you wish to send to the, the email, feel free. Feel free. <laughs> that man's in, in more media and photos than I, I care to count. Probably making the yeah. same face, but like still. I, I think it would be hilarious if Zach just opened up the inbox one day and my man Daryl <laughs> right there. Oh. What are you doing there? What he what there? he doing? What he doing? He do he do be vibing though. Cool. Well, I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. Thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Peace. Yo, Zach. Yeah. I want, I, I want to record the next episode, but I think actually I want to go play more Roblox Survivor. So. Oh, uh, I see. I maybe see. we could try like next next year. We'll come back in a year and by then I should have worn out the game. Yo, can we record while we play? <laughs> oh.